You gotta mix that with some coconut water or something like that. It's disgusting. It's uh, I'm not drinking, so bad bad drinks ain't gonna go. All right, let's get to it. Uh, three, two, one. Yo, 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 what's up? This is Call Out Culture. Back. You're talking about something. It's like the fucking sun. Another <laughs> Arm and Hammer record <laughs> blowing people's minds away. And, uh, um, what I would like to call a departure from their Sterling record already. They always keep, you know, um, pushing the envelope. And that is the album Shrines, uh, again, by Arm & Hammer, Billy Woods and Elucid. Recently dropped, when they dropped the pre-order, it crashed the site. Um, it was put against Run The Jewels, like Kanye versus 50 Cent back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just performing real admirably. Um, but it also is very much a different sound from them. Yeah. To me, everything is a different sound, but this is like um, a, a, a more open, um, airy, atmospheric um, flora and fauna, still on fire uh, album from them. So, um, gentlemen, what did y'all think of the um, of this record? Uh, it's me, Zilaraga. Hello. Welcome to the show, motherfuckers. Uh, Curly Castro. Okay. That's still a rocker in Alaska. I'm Alaska. Mm-hmm. I'm out of where I'm pointing when I'm saying this and that. But we are- I do that shit all the time when I'm like, I'm one of these at work. I'm like, it's right here on the spreadsheet. I'm like, oh, you can't actually see this, can you? We have some of the worst intros in um, Podcast America. But we'll hold it like that. Uh, so anyways, all I was going to say about the, the record is it took me until probably leopards to really feel like it was an arm and hammer album the way i was used to digesting arm and hammer albums which is track five so it took me like five joints to be like oh like this is the arm and hammer i'm anticipating especially in the climate we're in where right now you know coronavirus protests all that shit so clearly when they made the record it wasn't under these constraints that we're under now, mm-hmm. but thinking about the power of Rome and then paraffin and then woods is the year last year that we did our lineage of greatness on. And then elusive, we, we, we probably do a lineage of greatness on lucid. Like this yeah, year. Really, you need to do that now. Of the, the instrumentals alone. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. an amazing artist. Um, so to hear, you know, like run the jewels was dropping early and then wrecking crew, we just dropped our own shit. Hello. Raheem's lament. There's going to be an ad, ad for that shit. Um, right. And then hearing their record, it was just very separate from what I was anticipating. And so playing it, I was like, oh, okay. I like, I like how they're, it's a, it's a departure, but like, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. You know, they have like newer people they fuck with like Andrew Broder and. Yeah. Andrew Broder's beats are really dope. Yeah. I I fuck with him. He was five. Not familiar. And he had like six, he was involved like six tracks on this record. So tell the people um, who that cat is. Yeah, he, he used to be named Fog. He was like early 2000s, like anti-con adjacent, 
like beat dude. He did a, he did like songs with Doom and shit coming up. Um, but he like samples himself and does man shit. He fucked with like Mike Eagle and all that. So when I saw his name all over it, I was like, oh, okay, word. Then I saw, you know, like Steel Tip Dove and like Messiah Music, the usual characters, like Nicholas Craven, who fucks with like Ransom and like not to me, he was like an Arm and Hammer type of producer. But uh, so when I was playing it, I was like, the first four songs, I was like, hmm, this is like, it's kind of like tender. It's like soft and sunny, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I felt like Woods was doing on Terror Management a bit. And I always love when Woods would do like the prettier shit. Like Police came to my show tonight. That's like, that's like a gorgeous beat. Mm-hmm. And I always, like, I feel like Woods doesn't get credit when he does prettier shit the same way like, Prince doesn't get credit for having like the best ballads. Everyone yeah. goes to Prince for like yeah. sexy, up tempo, dancey, but like Prince ballads are just shit. So when I was playing the record, I was like, oh, this is this is weird. And then in in like an interesting way. And then I was playing Run the Jewels at the same time where I was like, yo, this is like me and Cash were talking today about it. I was like, Run the Jewels four is kind of like like literally Run the Jewels part four. Like there are seven or eight typical run the jewels type songs which are good like they're not trash but it's it would be like imagine run the jewels four where like lp didn't do a beat to me that's like arm and hammer shrines doesn't have like the typical fixations and like checkpoints from previous Mm -hmm. whereas like hearing that the same day as run the jewels four which is like again lp wilder zobi little shalimar like all of the people in the LP production chamber, which is dope, and Mike and him, it's like, you know, it's just a really good Run the Jewels album, but it sounds like from the factory of Run the Jewels 1, 2, 3, here's part four. And again, you're talking about dudes that like their worst albums, like a three and a half Mike album ever. So like this one is Shrines was like, it took me a minute to catch. And then I, I was, you know, jokingly saying like, I'm, I'm not joking, but I was like, I'm out in the, I'm out in the fucking sticks right now because Philly's a little still too hot for me to be there all the time. So I was like, yo, I'm gonna go, like, walk into nature and play this shit because that, that's that's the type of record it sounds like. It doesn't sound like, you know, like biting down your gums and like squeezing your fists and punching walls and like a, a city environment. This sounds like some ethereal, pretty shit. And so, Valerian. Yeah, so like like taking it in that setting. Uh actually made a lot more fucking sense to me than like what I was going into it thinking because of everything else. Like, you know, again, the pandemic, coronavirus, like protests, run the jewels. Like all the context you put on the music, whether you know it or not, like that shit matters. So that's why like, you know, sometimes when you go back to old records and there's no context, you can just play the music. You're like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. So it was like definitely a different vibe playing it compared to what I, th- you know, and the cover too, the fucking, tiger inside of a tenement building in new york with the cop with the shoddy i was like oh this is gonna be wild (laughs) the first four joints are like chill shit you know what i mean like relatively speaking compared to the rest of their catalog so that was like my first impression of the record that i wanted to share with everybody what's up what what, what about you left i mean i honestly i've only gotten to listen to like once or twice so far so i'm still sitting with it but i actually really like the vibe of this album a lot more like um you know a lot of their their other stuff has like a very disjointed sound to it mm-hmm. uh, and this was just like it was really in a way a more traditional sound mm. and, and i enjoyed that dichotomy with their styles that are so sort of unique and not very traditional 
mixed with like a more traditional production style. I, I just really love the vibe through the whole thing and the feel and just the way like, you know, so many of the guest appearances are just hooks. Right. Yep. You know, so I think that's, that's a really cool feature to have in there. Um, but I still, there's, you know, their shit is so dense. You can't really digest it on one or two listens. You need 10, like, 12, 13. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, it's in contention for album of the year on two listens. Oh, yeah. So, but I mean, I kind of probably had it in contention for album of the year before even listening to it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, I mean, I I do. One of the things I really appreciate is that, you know, I played Arm and Hammer stuff for people like two years ago. Mm. And they're like, oh, this is just like, I don't want to listen to this. Like, this just sounds like some underground shit. And now Mm. it's like those same people are their biggest fans. Yeah. Seeing them just like post about them all the time. I'm like, ah. Word? Wow. I won. (laughs) I won. (laughs) So, um, my, my, my experience with this album is a little bit different this time around. Um, I'm usually kind of semi-involved with Army Hammer Dutch stuff and like usually featured on some of their records, but I was around for a bunch of this stuff in the like, um, in the third trimester, if you will. Um, so I heard a lot of the beats that they were um, uh, picking through. I knew some of the um, demos here and there. So I kind of expect, I knew, like I knew that charm crazy I, I was there when he got it he was playing yeah. it up so like i knew they were gonna try to go a different way so m- before i even heard the full fully formed thing my idea um for shrines and when i was hearing like little demos was like 12 months in the sense mm-hmm. that after the apocalypse and the nucleus snow and stuff when you come out from the underground bunker mm. it's still bright light it's quiet mm. nature is taken back over society it's still dangerous as all hell, but it's this quiet evil, well, excuse me, it's this quiet calm of man not being around. So it yeah. seems safe, but it's not. And, and it, of course, it's lights. All the stuff that we have done to lead to this apocalypse has been yeah. taken back. And so that's what I thought Shrines was, especially after Paraffin. Rome, the city burns. They go, they go to the tunnels and the sewers and Paraffin to show you what the real sludge is and burn all that off. And then they come up from underground. That's what I thought Shrine was to me. So like when I was hearing some of the stuff, um, it was like reflecting that, like um, like dead cars, um, Kenny Siegel, that's, that's just disgusting. It's just ill, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, but I appreciated the mood on this record, especially in light of their catalog now. Like now we're looking at something, you know, even more powerful than we thought after Paraffin. Yeah. Um, so I just I just really appreciated them going there um, on this record. Yeah, I I think it's like it's I, I I it's it's a really interesting piece because it's there's so many collaborators where there's I mean you got producers on there for the first time ever, then you got like Steel Tip Dub, Messiah Music, Kenny, but you got Earl with beats on there, then you got uh, like the dude Simon who's a dope young cat, Andrew Broder, like I said. It's it's interesting the amount of collabos that are new and old, but it doesn't sound like a fucking mess, which mm-hmm. is really interesting to pull off. And that's the thing where like these dudes are so skilled and have have put in so many reps with each other and separately as solo artists. Like me, Castro, me, you talk about this. 
these dudes have put in so much fucking work in the last decade. Like, yeah. yeah. Themselves and as a group, too, where there's no gap. I mean, shit, like, even the last five years. Well, you're right. Just 20 yeah. They've had, like, a full legendary career in five years. They're you know? just almost, theoretically, they're almost just getting started. This is just part. Yeah. First four yeah. or five you know what I mean? Who knows? And now they're figuring out their formula. Like, right. I love yeah. how they work. I know the intricacies. I'm not going to reveal it to people. But it's 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 become flawless. And then I've watched them develop where both of them know, oh, we got it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, and it wasn't always the first couple of records, but it was somewhere in there. I ain't going to tell y'all, but both of them knew, like, Yo, we got something here. This is, right. this is And um, I'm glad all the fans are caught up with it. And now we just get the benefit. And I'm also in love with the way they subvert expectations. Yeah. Right. Um, after um, Furtive Movement, the EP. I love that shit. Oh, my God. They yeah. got the remix on there. Um, I'm on there. Um, they, they brought back. So, the re- so I think I asked them. No, no. So check it. So the reason I'm on um, Furtive Movements is um, they have a song called Duppy on there first album called uh, Race Me. And there was actually a, um, a little hiccup with um, the hook. And they did the hook on the first one a certain way, but they wanted to do it different. And they wanted to accentuate another part of the hook. So that's why it's just a reprise. So they just brought me back and they called me out the blue and was like, yo, we're going to redo this joint. You want to drop a verse right. on it? And I was like, Hell yeah, you know what I'm saying? And I remember you, um, Zilla, was always encouraging me to um, work with them. You, you, and this before I even, that was my first song with them. Yeah. You just knew, like, yo, this is going to be good. And so so that's how I even got on there. But I just like the growth when they both figured out, aha, we got it. You know? Um, and that goes down to the producers they pick, the way they engineer their records, the way they po- post-production is, is um something not spoken about, but it's really important when it comes to our man. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's like woven in. Like I'm around when Woods comes up with ideas. Like, yeah, I think I want a um, bird flapping. Like this <laughs> this record. Like I think they've mastered transitions in the same way that Prince Paul had skits going. The skit, the skit about um, you didn't get the tissues to wipe your tears. Like that's hilarious. And it, um, and the funny thing about that is these Africans that follow them. And they're breaking down what that really was about. It was about this trial and this guy crying in public and he went on trial. He had to admit it. it and stuff like that. It's just, um, I, re- I really like, because even if you're a listener and you don't know the reference, who maybe you don't know about the Tiger King in Harlem and stuff like that, or I don't exactly know where he was, but they always make those samples service to the song, not the other way around. And then you'll you'll find yourself going and digging and finding where did they get that from? What's that? What's that little Um so I really like the um the post-production on Arm and Him is always I'm 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 always in awe of how they string their, their records together. Um let's right. take a break. All right. And and after, after the break, we're gonna have uh these motherfuckers come on the show, talk it up live from the liner notes session. What is this, the third one? The first time our man was talking about Shrine's gonna be right here. Yeah, you fucks. Call out coach. That's us. All right, right back. 
Peace, ladies and gentlemen. This is Prem Rock, Wrecking Crew, Shrapnel, all that good stuff. I'm here to tell you about our latest companion piece to the LP on Backwood Studios, entitled Flechette. We got a Murderer's Row on there. We got a new track with Elusive. We got Kenny Siegel. We got Woody Green. We got Blueprint. We got August Fanon. We got Analog Tape Dispenser. We got Jeff Markey. We got Blockhead. We got Small Pro. And we got a verse from Cavalier on there. What more do you need? Honestly, what more do you need? It's pay what you will on Bandcamp, which is which is crazy to me. That's crazy to me. So if you want to enter a zero in there, the goose egg, that's fine. But that's on you. You got to live with yourself. Uh, you know, we appreciate your support. And shout out to Call Out Culture, the best rap podcast in the world. If you disagree, you just didn't listen. Peace. Hold on, Elusive's on the phone? I am. I mean, you don't even hear. I oh, okay. I was trying to see the story. I've been here, man. What's good? Oh, what's going on? What All right. does it do? Let me get my alcoholic beverage. That's don't all worry you about. Don't mind me, brother. You, you, you're not the man. I went to Fe- I went to Featherweight. They were open, so yeah. I went and got some drinks to take home. You got the little. Uh, they're hitting. They're hitting pretty Collins. good, brother. You got a cognac Collins. <laughs> no, nah, I got some. Uh, I got a. Night. I had one of those to drink there. Yeah. And um and a mojito, but no, what I brought home is called a Silk Road. Mm. Oh, that's some new shit. That's some new shit. Something easier Road. to pour at home, you know. Something easier to do at home was what I was okay. looking for. Okay, okay. And I have some ribs in the oven, so here we go. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so okay. So the scenario. About to get cracking. All right. One, three, two, one. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, welcome to Call Out Culture. Shablow, shablow. Back in effect. Um, tonight we are doing our usual series of live at the line. Live at the line of notes. Live, live from the line of notes. Live, live from. Yeah, from. live from. How about that? Yeah. Live from the line of notes. And tonight's illustrious guests are the one and only, the incomparable, the binary stars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Armin Hammer. There you go. Uh, Lucid and Billy Woods. Say hello to the people. Mm-hmm. What up? What up? What up? What's, What's going up? on, man? What's going on? Thank you for having us. Appreciate, uh, Thank you cool. for joining us. Album of the year drop, like. <laughs> Yo, y'all, y'all going to BJ's this year? Yeah, yeah. Like organs will go. We'll load up the car. You know, we'll still have the store. That's it's like regular clockwork. This curly cash <laughs> with the one and only Alaska and the only in one Zilla Rocker. We are curl our culture. Yep. And want to talk to our people. So, um, first off, I want to talk about the main theme of the record, chicken. So I need to know <laughs> why chicken. That's funny. This was a point Elucid made that I really never thought about. It. Yeah. As a recurring theme, if that joint, if that motherfucker's hungry, I got to go get chicken. Got to get and chicken, man. little hoo-hops, make sure you handle your chicken. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just to ask about the central theme of uh, chicken. My brother wanted to build a zoo. He wanted to build a utopia. Because when he looked around, him, all he seen was destruction in our neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? How much, how much does it cost to feed a tiger, like, per week? Shit, man, yo, that costs families, man. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you, know, you got money coming in. Sometimes you don't got money coming in. So the grind is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I had to go in the supermarket and take chicken. Did you get scared? If that shit got hungry, then I had to go take chicken.
Yo, it, it's it's one of those things that like I think putting an album together and you just kind of like piecemeal it and you do song or a couple songs a week or whatever and then it gets time to start sequencing and you put things together and things start making sense on their own and I feel like that was it kind of stuck out. I didn't peep it until after the record was done and already sequenced that the couple of chicken references. But yeah, man, I mean, you know, we talk about bread, we talk about money, and uh, yeah, it's a, it, I, I dig it. I dig it. I love. I love those. But both of those, which which you chose both of those samples, no? Yeah, I I didn't think about it. As, you know, I get tunnel vision really when it comes to like the sequencing and samples, where I'm really like focused in sometimes on the things I'm thinking. So I didn't I didn't do too much thinking about um I didn't even consider, you know, uh uh the chicken aspect so much of it when I was when I was listening to it, but in retrospect, I mean but always in art there's things that you know, um you don't you don't even realize about the work that you did until later, as well as the, the things that you overtly intended to do. Um I also like eating chicken, so, you know. <laughs> Indeed. 360 with it. Um, I wanted to talk to y'all about a, a recent tweet I saw. I thought it was kind of hilarious. Uh, Lucid uh, responded to it. Let me um, pull it up. Um, if uh, Alaska, Zilla, if y'all wanted to um, address the gentleman real quick um, while I look at it. So I actually have a question for you. Uh, I think Woods might have posted it yesterday. Somebody was like, I'm going to go listen to the album in an industrial park. And you were like, no, go listen to it in the forest. Oh, our, our then, biggest fan? Yeah. yeah. And then um, uh, no, this, this morning I, I, I was yeah. talking with Zilla and he was like, I'm going to go listen to it on a nature walk as it was intended to be. So is this really like the case? Is this album built for <laughs> outdoor lifestyles? I don't, think I, I don't think I thought about it like that, but I definitely, <laughs> at a certain point, there was, you know, you see um, themes emerging yeah, yeah. Uh, as you're starting to work on the thing, and that's usually when I see what things are emerging organically. Then you talk more as a you know you had discussions at the beginning, and as you're going along, you're discussing. There's a certain point at which I thought there's definitely a lot of um, nature talk references to nature, yeah. uh, the natural world versus uh, um, and humans and their place within that and, and, and things like that, that, um, that are, that are very relevant, um, to the, to the subject matter from really the beginning from, there's a lot of stuff, including stuff that you didn't really think about when you were doing it. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, I was like, you can you just listen to paraffin in the industrial park, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you, you can listen to this and you can listen to this in the woods okay. I, I recommend to all the listeners playing it on the Perky Omen Trail in Pennsylvania where I was enjoying it today there, there was you a, go there was a cardinal <laughs> that flew by my ear there was like a little ah, pond area cardinal was it was it you an ornithologist yeah, it well you know I, the funny thing is my, like my just plotting cardinal <laughs> yeah I saw, I saw a blue jay there was a woodpecker involved did you have the Audubon oh, manual? So check it. So I found this tweet. And y'all tell me if y'all feel this or if this happens. Um, and anybody can chime in. And it says, um, Arm & Hammer, um, semi-cold, released the luscious, most sonically upbeat album of their discography. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. Full of nature, 
encourage fans to listen to it in the forest. Music writers, this dark, post-apocalyptic, paranoid, urban wasteland of an album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, subverting expectations. Like, I think y'all excel at pushing your envelope, but then when people get, they finally open up that envelope, too late, here's another Manila package and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Talk to us about that. Yeah, I think I um I retweeted that. And I guess like uh think about that. It was just like I don't know, man. You see some things being written, you see like opinions offered, and sometimes I think it can be kind of lazy and they're just like relying on like what they thought that we brought forth before. Mm. And I don't think I don't think Shrine sounds anything like the newest record i i mean it was intentional in like the beat selection uh to bring like a different vibe than what was offered on paraffin um as far as like the nature references and that sort of open feel i mean to me it feels like a much lighter sort of a record than paraffin uh, my situation changed my living situation changed like i'm not kind of in the same split in the same space and it reflected in the lyrics and like my delivery um mm. And it's like, yeah, man. Yeah, people people just get kind of like caught up in what we produced rather than where we're at. And uh, that shit sucks. That shit sucks. Do you mind me asking? But it's also to be expected, you know? Like, you know, people are going to... The, the comparison I always make is that... Um, I remember, like, uh, Elevators came out my senior year of high school, right? And then... Um, and then... Uh, and I was like, yeah, I was a huge, I, I loved Southern Playalistic. I loved Soul Food Remains, one of my favorite rap albums of all time. Maybe the best rap album. It's one of the best rap albums of all time. So I messed with all of those records. And then ATLNs came out and I copped it, you know, no questions asked. And I remember I first started to get a bad feeling when I was like looking through the booklet. And I was like, what is this weird comic book? I don't know if any of you guys remember the actual CD. Yes. Uh, I was yes. in a but it had a comic book in it. Yes. Uh, yeah, it had this whole comic book in outer space and Big Boy and Andre and whatever. And then I and then I I listened to the um I listened to the album and my initial reaction was like, there's a couple joints on here, but this isn't what I wanted, expected, et cetera. And I remember I gave it to this girl, um, this girl Melina that I, I, I knew. I was like, I don't even like this record. And, I, and she, she borrowed it from me. And then she just had the CD and I never asked her back because I hadn't really felt it. But then we started dating and I would be in her room a lot and she'd be playing the record. And I started to be like, yo, this shit is good. <laughs> I was like, let me get my CD back, man. <laughs> let, me get my, let me get my CD back, man. And then it's like, that was my first lesson in the fact that, um, you know, I came in just expecting Southern Playalistic Times 2 or, or, or some other vibe, and it wasn't that vibe, and I didn't feel it. It felt too quiet and contemplative. And it's funny because after that, they did that skit where people are like, uh, 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 Pimp Trick Gangsta Click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're like, nah, we don't want no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they went on some aliens. No, no, man. The first thing was in outer space. Now yeah, they're that wasn't on aliens. That 
that wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that was on the next that album. The next one. Yeah, oh, that was on Equemini. Equemini. Yeah. He's like, oh, that, that was on Equemini. Talk. Yeah. That was on Equemini talking about how people. That was some people's reaction to AT Aliens. Yes. And yeah. making fun of that. And now I was one of those people at first because it's like your expectations and you're so excited about this group that you kind of have trouble seeing what they actually laid out for you. But yeah. um they lie too. But they that's you know, yeah, that's how it works, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that is how it works. It's kinda you know, it's like a it's annoying and it's kinda arrogant on a listener's point. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's just like you might hear something and you see like, yo, this, this shit is whack. But maybe you hear it six months later and be like, you can get into it and you yeah. dig it. So yeah. the music- Yeah, because sometimes- you, you, weren't, you weren't really ready for the music. You, you weren't ready. Yeah. I wasn't ready yeah. to meet you, you know? Oh, you or your expectations. Or, uh, deaf jokes. Yes. Yes. No, please stop. <laughs> what? Wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Wait. Alaska. That record yeah. just isn't, I don't want to say, I have a lot of respect for- uh, <laughs> Kamu Chow, but I don't think that record was good. You were talking about Smashy Trashy? Yeah, I thought it was a good record. Smashy Trashy is an awesome record. That's an incredible record. The alcoholics. Uh, yeah, I gotta, I mean, I don't wanna, maybe we should stop this end of the conversation. I don't wanna say anything <laughs> bad about somebody who passed away, and he was a good artist, but I thought that record was, I mean, I copped that record, and I thought it was whack. But that was the, but that that's was just me, you know? Maybe if I go back and listen, I'd change my mind, but I, I didn't really mess with it. But I, I do agree that, like, there were certainly second wave Def Jux things where people were not ready to absorb it or mess with it in the same way. Um, and, 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 I, and I definitely think that, I mean, that happens with all sorts of records where later on you, like, go back to it and look. And the same way, sometimes there's records which you thought were dope, but then after a while you're like, yeah, this isn't actually that good. Right. But um, I can, you know, I can understand that with people because I feel like it's human nature, especially if you're really excited about something um, and you get thrown off by what it is. Like, I remember people who felt that way about um, Victor Vaughn, mm. you know, and uh, Vaudeville Villain, the first Vaudeville Villain came out. Right. Yeah, I remember I, back like then that. I used to. Yeah. I used to go to the Nature Sounds. I knew Devin from Nature Sounds, and I would, for a variety of reasons, I was in their offices a lot. And um, I remember saying to him, "Oh, that Volvo Villain record's crazy!" Like I, I had that and King Geeter. I was like, "They're crazy!" And he was like, "What?" He hadn't even listened to it, and I got the impression from talking to him that Doom hadn't listened to it either, and that they had both just <laughs> written it off because the beats were so, and I think part of it was that the guy sent them real skeletal beats and he rhymed on them and then they built them out more. But I think that they had just been uninspired by the beats. But at that time, obviously Doom was like, if you give him a good, he was going to do it. You know, this is early. Um, and, uh, and I remember being like, wow, you, you haven't even listened to like, like you kind of, help manage MF Doom. You haven't listened to Vaudeville Villain? And he was like, nah, I don't. the beats they sent were whack. And like, that's a near classic record now. You know what I mean? I, I liked it off the jump, but I can see how there were definitely people who it's like, what is this shit? You know, yeah, those aren't the beats yeah, yeah, that yeah. they wanted to hear. Yeah. You know, a great, uh, a funny story speaking of, I mean, this doesn't really fall into the same category, but um, I remember 
uh, giving Ta-Nehisi Coates Fun Crusher Plus <laughs> and being like, this shit is blowing my that's, mind. That's a bar. That's a bar. Ball. Don't say that on no, show. this is, it's 1998, and I gave him the record. And 1997, eight, whatever, I gave him the record. And then I came back to get it, and I was like, what'd you think? And he was like, yo, those guys can rap, but those, the, the, the beats, man. What, wow. what, what beats are these? Wow. And I was like, oh, I thought they were good. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think if you were from a if you were coming from a certain perspective, you're not trying to that beat sounded like pots and pans. It, you know, if you're like for sure, for sure. Yeah. If you're coming from a certain perspective, you know, so the ear always has to be attuned to different things. Yeah, man. And I just look at that as part of the the part of doing any type of art is that a lot of times when you do something that is outside of what people are prepared for. Or like when I was a kid, I remember the first time I read Dumbuzo Marichera, who's somebody I've talked about. I was like, what the hell is this? This right. guy's writing doesn't, like I was used to reading like post, like that era of like African writers. I was used to reading things that were kind of dealing with colonialism or post-colonialism in specific ways and within specific modes. And that felt like kind of uplifting. And here I read this thing, and it was just about, it was just depressing, you know? Yeah, and it I made, mean, I, like, post-independence post Africa seem like it was terrible. And I was like, I didn't we defeat, you know, you, you, it was, my mind wasn't ready for that perspective. Right. And, um, and then later you realize, man, yeah, with visionary people, a lot, a lot of the time that's what's happened. And other well, yeah. times the shit is just whack. So, you know, it could it, you, sometimes you thought it was whack and it still is whack later. Hey, you know, check. So, like, um, on shrines, there's also a, a certain level. But, I mean, y'all have already hit this bar in terms of, like, the level of writing, which has been established since, to me, since, like, Freedmen's Bureau. Or even, like, y'all first, um, you know, I, I, I know y'all personally, so I know there was a certain level of um, just one-upmanship, but I'm going to hold up my part of the bargain and I'm rapping with this cat. So um, the writing on shrines is, is very heady, as always, and um, we wanted to, we wanted to ask y'all and maybe get into some of the lyrics and stuff like that. But let's let's lead that off with this, um, Elusive. You mm -hmm. don't definitely like um, lyric books, like lyrics. No. Um, can you explain that? For, uh, why you don't why you don't dig that? Yo, rap rap is to be listened to, and not read. Boom. Um, I appreciate when people when people can like hear lyrics and have a particular imp uh, uh, impression or take away something from what they just heard. And it's, a t it's totally personal, right? Because if you said those lyrics to someone else, they may or may not be incorrect, but that other person may have heard it in a different way, which is a cool thing about rap. You know what I mean? It's like, there's a magic in that, I think, in that people being draw whatever they draw from, from whatever they heard, whether it was correct or not. Cause I said it correctly. Like I already charged with the spell, but how you got it is how you got it. You know, you you took what you took. Uh, I think that's really cool. I think that's really cool about rap. Um, and to just spell it out is just like, hey guys, here's how I did this trick. And you know, I mean, there's a historical sort of a thing when I think about like Alan Lomax and uh, how he went into the deep south. He was just recording all those blues musicians, mm -hmm. and it was just like, 
I guess it was it was okay, right? Like it, we have now an archive of deep south blues recordings from a particular period in time when no one was doing that. But I mean, did we really need? Did we really need? I don't know. It was no. out. People people knew about it. People, it's you know, these people were playing in clubs and playing in parties and juke joints or whatever. But I, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it, it, it's just kind of, for me, it just, it takes away a little bit from the magic. They don't necessarily ask spoken word artists to transcribe, like a poet maybe, but like, if you're a spoken word artist, they like it in that form, standing at that podium spot, feel you on that chat. Zilla, did you have any questions? Well, it's funny because Alusa was saying that, because I remember like, being a kid when it was written came out and not knowing i never saw last dragon so when he's like can it be vanity from last dragon shit is right. and i was like yeah, yeah. wow he's talking about like the vanity of like the last <laughs> dragon in the world like, that's dope. right it gets super personal <laughs> i was you, like right? wow <laughs> dude slick do you have any do you have any words yeah, so uh, I elucid. Why? Why you got no beats on the album, dog? What are you doing? Nah, I, I took a step back. You know, paraffin is I'm again right. Like making this record, it's a collaborative process, and um, you know, my hand was very heavy in you know, along with Willie Green, my hand was very heavy in like the way paraffin sounded and the way it felt like texturally. Mm. Um, and on this record, I was just like, nah, let's let's just do it a little cleaner. You know what I mean? I also I, I really didn't have the time. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just I was I really did not I did not have the time. Because at the beginning, your man said, I'm gonna get the beats together, and then yeah. I just watched my inbox slowly yeah. molder. <laughs> there it was, <laughs> you know. So it's just like, yeah, man, it ended up that way. And it's cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, that's just how it ended up. You know, I, I'm all right with uh, not uh, touching all the production this time. You know what I mean? I got, I got fired for myself. I got fired for whatever kind of next projects I got working on. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, in that time, you, 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 those, I'm sure, lots of beats that might have gone this way ended up on your personal projects. You yeah. produced projects for two different artists. When right. Paraffin came out, not only um, did you have a much wider amount of time to make beats for, because you could have, it could have included beats you were making during Rome, because it's not like you were doing that much outside production right then. Um, yeah. So, whereas this album, A, we were getting a lot of people submitting beats and, you know, um, more, more producers that, more relationships had been built up with different producers and stuff that were submitting things. So, it was, there was um, so much fire. It was just like, let's just write. There was a lot of good stuff coming through, you know, like we had, there are people who you just knew who you didn't know before. And it was just a, a, a whole different paradigm and then yeah i think that combined with the fact of obviously if you produce for four separate records and close to that period of time you probably are not going to have that many beats left over yeah well i i did i did all the lasers that you hear on king tubby i made those lasers <laughs> <laughs> i reiterate he was producing one of the best records of the year <laughs> yeah that was a funny one because um 
Nicholas Craven had hit me up to do something for him. And I was like, cool. Um, give, can we get a beat for it? He was like, of course. Da, 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 da. Just sent me the beat. And um, I'm a big fan of dude's music basically because of uh, his, two Makami joints was really the ones that let me know who he was. The La Prie and Mozambique Trill. And um, and so I then like I we did were, a joint for him. We're, I feel like we were the first. Castro, you on the song. I feel like we were the first rap group to have Mozambique Drill as a title and right. a concept. We, yeah, yeah. we definitely were. We definitely yeah. were. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, Mox Mozambique Drill is better. But we, we did do him by, <laughs> we, we did do him by many years, many years, many years. True. Ours has the actual explanation of what the Mozambique drill is being active. Yeah, that, that's also true. That's also true. But we, we, we that, that song is amazing. And then La Prie, if that's the correct pronunciation, is a song I've been loved for a minute. So when he reached out to me, I was like, sure. And then he sent a couple beats. And the funny thing is that the other day I was looking through my email, I saw the other one, and I was too busy to listen to it. But I was curious because I sent them both to Elucid, and he immediately picked that one. Mm. Um, and then I was like, all right, this, this, this joint is fire. And I wrote my verse and I was like, this, this verse is just the truth. Like nobody's going to. Right. And then of course your man wrote after me and then had a pretty crazy <laughs> verse. So I was like, all right, cool. You know, and that, that joint worked out. And, and then later on, because once we were going into post-production, I was like, we need, this is King Tubby. We need the, the lasers. We need some shit. Yeah, and so Lucy yeah, did all of that shit and laced it in there. Sound clash, sound. And you know R.I.P. to King Tubby, who died. Uh, he passed away last year, so that was. Oh, pretty, yeah. I love yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pioneering, pioneering, pioneering Jamaican producer. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask. And I kind of felt bad that we used a, a Lee Perry sample on the record. <laughs> um, the vocal sample because they were not really homies, so. Yeah. But um. That's how I, wish, goes, I wish King Tubby talked more on his records, though. Then, you know, yeah, he didn't. He didn't really. Yeah, he didn't really do that. Shout out to Bunny Wheeler. His um, his longtime partner went missing. His partner, like fifty years, she's like missing, and they Whoa. um, they can't seem to locate her. And that's how right now. It. Yeah, yeah. I just read that. Yeah. Wow. Um. So let's just put some prayers up for them. Um, gentlemen, I wanted to ask y'all about specific bars. Um, Elucid, I wanted to start with you, and then I'll get you, Woods. Cool, that's exciting. This never happened. So, Elucid, because I was on a, um, me and, um, me and, um, Alaska were on a workshop earlier, um, with some young MCs, some really, uh, refreshing work, y'all. We were, you know, it was spitting stuff for us, and we were critiquing it. And I brought up one of your bars, and how you, um, with very simple phrases, you're able to hit, like, multiple layers. So, you say, um, I run red lights, but I don't like my picture tape. Because I be getting a lot of traffic tickets. I be, I be literally <laughs> running red lights. I, I believe that, man. I be running red lights, and I, I just get that ticket in the mail, and I be fucked up. Because yeah, I thought I was feeling it. Most people don't know about um, New York red light cameras. It's how um, exactly it is. My yeah. yeah, check it. So this, um, my longtime friend, she, she drives crazy in Manhattan. You, you, crazy. That's wild. Yo, she's in Manhattan. Shoot, shoot, shoot. It's crazy. So there's red light we, cameras every block. Yo, mm -hmm. we fly through this light. And this is when I just started going back to New York, like heavy time. I didn't know what was happening. And all these lights burst. Boom, boom. I thought someone was shooting shots. 
That's how much the light the, the night. And then I'm like, yo, what's that? Like, she's like, oh, don't worry. I'll get the uh, ticket in the mail. I said, what are you talking about? She said, yo, they're going to send me a ticket with two yep. pictures of me, front license plate and back license plate, and how yep. much the ticket costs. So yep. by you hitting that bar, there's so many things that, like, you personally don't like your picture taken. Number yep. of reasons for that, I'm the same way. But you're willing to risk lights because it's the obvious consequence. How do you get, <laughs> does that just come off? Have you, that's, that's a style you've created, you know what I'm saying, writing multiple layers, or that's just how things, you know, break that down for me a bit. I'm not sure, man. I know that when that happens, I'll be like, damn, I'm a dummy. When I open up that orange envelope, you know what I mean? And then I guess I sit down and write and just, you know, it kind of just, it pours out, you know what I mean? I yeah, it's yeah, weird. you're wasting weird your time I, asking this guy right, right, Trons. He's just a genius, so it's just like, oh, I just sat I, down and wrote it. I don't really, yeah, I don't really like have a pride. I don't really think about this shit. It's just like literally, just, this is my life, and maybe some random thoughts and like some real, real, actual happening, concrete things. You know what I mean? Like I, I'll play this for my wife, and she would be like, "Yo, this that just happened with us. Like, how does that end up in the song? You know what I mean? Like she'll mm. catch every reference because you know she's right there. You know what I mean? She's been there with she's seen it all heard from it you know uh but yeah in short with that particular line man that's just uh that was you know purely that trend did you ever know anybody who you like play basketball or, or sports and you're like yo how do you do that thing and they're like oh you just jump and then it happens <laughs> yeah yeah they got i jumped a lot of times that shit never happened uh, how do you uh no just jump just run Straight up. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, your man, he, he doesn't have to explain. Woods. Yeah. Although I am, I'm curious if they'll ask you why you write all your rhymes in secret. You know, I need quiet. <laughs> I need quiet. That's all. That's just, just quiet solitude. I don't know. I never really wrote rhymes around people like that. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. So the first song we did on this album, really, to be honest, we were working on a different project. And um, we didn't have any beats coming for that project. We were in a little, like, hold-in pattern. And we were on tour in Europe. And Kenny Siegel joined us at a particular point on this European tour. Shout out to Euphonics Rhythms. Uh-huh, uh -huh. Euphonics um, Yeah. Um, so they joined a, he joined us on a, yeah, Ricardo and um He joined us on this tour. Kenny flies over from the States. We'd already been in, in the UK for a, a, a few dates. And Kenny joins us, but um, we had a couple of days off, I think, before yeah, he had his first Scotland. show. Yeah. Yeah, we were in Edinburgh. And um, so it was like, all right, um, we, we got this Airbnb where we were going to be, I think, for two days. And Kenny said, okay, let me. We just kind of were talking about writing something. And. Um, we had, Earl had sent Elusa this beat. And, um, but I didn't even really know. I knew it was said, but I hadn't really heard it yet. And so anyway, Kenny was like, I'm going to, you guys are working on new stuff. Cause we had been like, you know what? Let's just try doing some other things. Mm. And since we're all here, you know? And so Kenny had broke out all of his equipment that he was going to be playing on tour and set it up on a table. It was a pretty Mad big toys. Airbnb. Mad toys. Yeah, he had all this stuff set up and starts, you know, doing his Kenny thing where it's like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then crazy beats start playing. Right, right. So I'm sitting in the living room. I'm like, let's write. 
Elucid, let's write. So we sit down, start writing, and then Elucid wordlessly went into a different room and closed the door. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, I was into this beat, so I'm just writing, talking to Kenny, smoking the garbage ass weed they had there. And then, um, and so then at a certain point, I was like, I think I'm good. You know, I wrote to the speed. Uh, I, I reached some point. And then Elucid came out of the other room and had instead written to this Earl Sweatshirt beat he had and spit that verse. And I was like, this is crazy. And I like the beat too, whatever. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'll just write to that. Um, and that's really, that's really, that's Bitter Cassava. And that's the first of the records that are on this record that we did. And, um, I just think it was funny because at a certain point, Kenny was like, where did Lucy go? And I was like, he's in his room. He might be talking to his wife or writing rhymes. I don't know what he's doing. And, um, and then at meanwhile, I'm writing to, I wrote a whole song to this I wrote a whole verse to this beat that me never used, nothing ever happened, et cetera. Yo, Woods, Woods, Woods. So I got a, I got a bar question for you. And it, for, for the listeners, this is Arm & Hammer at their greatest. They do great together and separately and get each other frustrated as a result of that. So let me ask you. I mean, I, I was like, cool. It was cool. You know, I already know how it goes now. It's not the first. I was like, this beat is dope. Yeah, that wasn't the first you know, time. Earl Sweatshirt made it. Uh, he didn't send yeah. it to me, so I was like, cool. <laughs> now, you know what it is, though? You know what it is? I refuse, I refuse to force things, man. Like, yes, the beat that Kenny made was fire, right? But I don't know. I sat down, and nothing came out. I'm not going to force it. I put on another beat. I give it 10 minutes, and I'll just put on another beat. And if something comes out of that one, then... That's what it is, you know? Yeah, I know. I'm not complaining. It was just funny. I already know what it is now, but it was, it was, yeah, it was just funny. It was just funny how it happened. Teaching my kid to throw the peace sign. Dumb guard, double dead, green slime. Run for it, run for it, come through. Big chief, him back, kung fu. Undo, plum fool, I've been dumbing out. Bet it on a house, why tap my style? Yeah, I've been at it for a while. Y'all been holding out, then pop up on an ounce, pounce. Wake to a jet, beauty of the week, bonnet boy, blending oil to please our scout. Just a trip of each, I keep moving east, rising up out of reach, unacknowledged nominee. Please don't call me king, no, we can't have all the things. Terabyte, gigabyte, niggas bite. I heard ass taste better in the summertime, spit or die. Thunder in the sky, rolling wide. Spun a vibe that didn't feel like you were running for time or from it. Fireflies in a jar, poke a hole so I can breathe. Steeds, hard to earn, get up off your knees. Seen, I'm not the one to lean on. Give you what you need. You ain't never had it in front of your face. Lies told, you don't know how that cornbread tastes. Shit, oh, I ain't got another hand away. Deep in, still digging like I know I ain't sick. Till I'm around the way. In the hood, I'm good, I'm around the way. In the hood, I'm good, I'm around the way. It's also funny because, like, the Messiah music beats that we did on this. Yeah. Messiah music was like, yo. He was like, yo, you guys are working on a new thing? Let me send you these beats, these four really great beats. I thought they were great, and I sent them to Elucid. I was like, what? 
He said Elise has been had them for a long time. I was like, didn't I just work with you on an album? Yeah. And meanwhile, Eucharist this other guy is sitting my solo. Eucharist was supposed to be for my solo album. You never recorded any verses, man. You never recorded any verses. My solo album. It was my Yo, speaking, solo of Eucharist, Eucharist. speaking of Eucharist. Well, huh? just speaking of Eucharist. I just thought it was funny that Messiah Music had these. He was like, yo, I got this folder of fire ass beats that I just years. sent to a lucid. Am I a I bum? Yo, I had that beat for three years. Am I a bum, though? <laughs> He was like, yo, I got these five beats. You should really listen to them. Elusive's had them for a year. What? Yep. Yep. Woods, 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 Woods. Just so you guys know, man, that's Woods. how I have to live out here, man. Yep. Yep. Woods. You hear me? On Eucharist. Yes, of course. On Eucharist. Um, I wanted to ask you about the bar where you say dark skin Van Peebles, watermelon, um, watermelon man sequel. Am I, did I quote you right? Uh, 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 made the rounds with the watermelon man sequel. Did, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. There's some heady. There's some. There's some. There's some major stuff on you, Chris. Um, uh, that's that's one of my favorites. That's one of my. Honest, to be totally honest, that's one of the. I think one of the best things I've ever written and recorded. Yeah. Period. I my mother used to say a bad penny finds its own way to hell. They lovingly fashion their own crosses, beg me to drive the nails. Follow the devil to the high place, the pinnacle, the wilderness vibrate. Do good is miserable, the pilate silent, but that's a signal to the Pyrex violent, the group home living proof. Like dying and coming back, black is dead too. Roman lions, blue angel through the retractable roof. I used to be embarrassed that brothers reduced to that. Do you like rap? Hustle back before your man let the Mac off on 40 deuce. Negro say let's stick together, then make funny moves. Black is beautiful, brother, but it ain't super blue. Gaffar was left of the truth under his cuticles. Do you be dead in the cuticle for you recoup? Christianity is cultural appropriation. Papers, Freemasons. Mason Bethel came out the church like Satan. Burst out the house of worship, that thing flaming. No amen. Shoot the gift till it smell like metal shaving. Shoot the shit till I'm certain the idiots then relax. Brazen facts. The next nice neighborhood I moved to, you like at first crack. The dark skinned van peoples made the rounds with the watermelon man. Sequel to Jay. Actually listen to the evils or did he just skim through it? I took a shine to him and turned Jewish in the prophecy. And part of it, also, I have to thank Willie Green because, and to a lesser extent, Elusive, because both of them were like, it's fun. It was actually a little bit longer. And then they were like, I, I messed up the end. And they were like, it's fine. I was like tripping out. They were no, like, no, you no, should no. just I, go I, there. I didn't say it was fine. I didn't say it was fine because I literally got chills when you did it because you did it in like two takes. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I don't have anything to even match up with this right now. So just faded out man just faded See, out that was your part that was your part you said yeah. it this is the song from the beginning that's the song you're yeah. like i'm not gonna write anything that's the song it's one yeah. vibe and what willie green did was get me to stop trying to record yeah because you were trying to find because it was longer record. it had like another four bars that were unnecessary yeah all right um gentlemen let's um we're gonna take a quick break for commercials and things, and we, when we come back, we're going to talk about the one and only. World you guys world. got commercials? You getting it like that? Advertising? <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, we promote our own shit. 
Yo, we so, are so, 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 We also got sponsorships from Chi Chi's, the celebration of food. It's all right. And I know, wait to hear these commercials. I was figuring it might be Applebee's, knowing Castro. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're promoting their curbside pickup. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and I hop in a really bad neighborhood. Bennigan's. <laughs> you know when they have an I hop that has a voucher on set on set. Back in the day, I mean, cities aren't like this anymore. But back in the day, sometimes there'd be an I hop which had a voucher on like Fridays and Saturdays. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hot nights, man. Hot nights. Hot nights. <laughs> Things like come through, rearrange your furniture, man. <laughs> All right, we're about DC, to we used to go to the IHOP with the. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Yo, check it out. It's Ilaranka once again. New music for you to enjoy and purchase. Got a new EP out called 96 Ways I Made Out to celebrate the one year anniversary of my album 96 Mentality. This one's crazy, man. We got uh, me and the homie PQ, Philly producer and graphic designer. Uh, laced some new t shirts for you, did a couple remixes. Um, we also got Blockhead doing a remix with Vic Spencer on there. We got Small Pro doing a remix on there. And then we got a new joint that was previously only available on the CD featuring Alaska, uh, Call Out Culture alum Wally Clark, and the homie S. Habib. What up, Beep? You can grab it now at $3pistol.com. Uh, five joints, three different t shirts, crazy as hell. 96 ways I'm made out. Get it. Peace. Wanted to get into the um the wizard behind the curtain, the um the one and only Willie Green. Willie Green seems to be a, a very integral part with backwards artists in general, and um I would say Arm and Hammer specifically. So um certainly this record, this record, the last two, the last two records for sure, huge heavy hand, and this record was actually the first time that um we recorded that Elucid and I recorded everything. Every Elucid verse was recorded at his studio, and for yep. me, almost every single one, except for I did King Tubby as Steel Tip Does, mm -hmm. and then I was like, yo, that, I was like, this verse can't be beat, so I just left it like that, and, you know, I may have been wrong, but um, I was like, uh, I just left it like that, so it, this was an interesting experience also because a lot of times um, on some of our, on Paraffin and uh especially a lot of Elucid's verses were recorded separately. And this yeah. time, um, all of us, it was like specific studio sessions and just going in so, um, yeah. and coming in and being able to record, like we're going to do three joints minimum. Um, and obviously green is green is the green is one of my closest friends. Uh, the best engineer mix and master person i personally know or have worked with sure, and um and yeah it was great it was a i always believe one thing that i believe is like um the the uh the way that you do something the process can help affect what you're doing um and so sometimes it's nice to take a different process to making records you know i had there's certain records where you approach it this way, you work this way, and then the next record you work a different way and hoping to see different results. And this was definitely different in that every single 
thing that was recorded was a session we went in together with the exception i would say of frida where i went in with quelle but elusive wasn't there that day mm-hmm. yep sorry um zilla um did you have any um specific inquiries shout out to quelle chris shout out nice. to yes Woods, don't think I didn't Because he came through and really styled on that joint. Hi, Lindsay. Yo, Woods, don't think I didn't catch the Dave Dewerson bar. (laughs) Hey, man. I I mean, hey, man. I just, I hope at the end of the day, because a lot of people, when they're like, best sports references in raps, they say a lot of names, man. Talk your they shit. say a lot of names, man. <laughs> people <laughs> say that people people pick the lowest fruit and then they go running off with it, man. And it's like yeah. anyone could just say a basketball current basketball player's name, and then like anyone could do that, man. And you got Lawrence. So yes, yeah, yeah, Dave Dewerson, no doubt, man. Did yeah, you, man you know Chris Henry? You know I smile when Chris you said Henry. That. You remember when Chris Henry? We all thought yeah. that he was just crazy when he got himself killed. Yeah, he got shot. What, Lawrence what, what, Phillips. He on a car? He did he jump on a car or some shit and got thrown off. He the jumped car? on his. He jumped on his girlfriend's. He was in the back of her pickup. Yes. Wow. <laughs> um, they were in some sort of a fight, and he jumped into the back of the pickup, and then was thrown off as she drove away, and he was killed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, now we oh, know no. all of that stuff was probably CTE. Yeah. Mm, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Come on, man. Your man, Lawrence Phillips. I mean, Lawrence Ooh. Phillips problems. Predated CTE, but um, yeah, 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 yeah. He had, he had. Well, he had serious problems, but then you know he killed his cellmate, and um, and then he hung himself at Kern Valley Institution. Wild. Yeah, it's, it's wild shit. But um, yeah, I was, I was, you know, as a person who is like one of the few people who still watches the NFL, I. Uh, I was, I was proud of that song. I was glad I, I put that together. It was, it was, the enemy. That verse. Yeah, we enemy. Blue foot, what are we talking about? The enemy. Bernie Parmalee, dog. You ain't going to love for Bernie Parmalee out here? Come on. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a name. Wow. That's a name. Years. Yeah, Wrecking Crew got That's like the other day I was talking to uh, Blockhead, and I brought up Allah Abdel Nabi. Sixers broadcast. From the Blazers. From the Blazers back in the wow. day. He, what? He's still around? Yeah, he's a Sixers broadcaster. The color guy for the Sixers. Oh. Hey, he, was, he was hot garbage, man. Yo, Al is a part of my life right now. He, he tried to like, copy Duckworth's double clutch jumper, and it never worked out for him. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Duckworth was actually. All-star. If, there's a, if there's an NBA player, I really. I really still bear a grudge against. It's kind of Kevin Duckworth. Watch your mouth. Time All-Star. Watch your damn mouth. Yo, every every time playoff time. series, every Blazers play series, his score was cut in half. He was a bum. He was on the game plan. They were trying to stop him because he would dominate. Was, he played for the Blazers, right? He played for the Blazers. He played for the Blazers, yeah. He played for the Blazers. Not, yeah, yeah. No, he was he was he was out of shape, and he was a finesse player in an era of uh, big men and hand checking that it really didn't work out. You know, honestly, sometimes I think that few people have gotten shorter shrift for their actual ability than Clyde Drexler. 
Because when you look at that Blazers team, they had a good bench. They were a good team. But there's one superstar, and that's Clyde Drexler. Terry Porter was a good player. Jerome Kersey, serviceable. Buck Williams could rebound. Kevin Duckworth, okay. Cliff Robinson didn't even start. No, he was a sixth man. 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 He was a sixth man. Oh, yo, wait, 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 wait. Danny Ainge, an aging dad, Danny Ainge. Kevin Duckworth, he passed. God bless the dead. Yeah, but every time. He, he, he's remember, dead? Uh, oh. Remember, uh, remember on, uh, I think it was on Damn. <laughs> like the last the yeah. last song on Damn by Kendrick is just called Duckworth. And I always yeah, think yeah. Like Kevin Duckworth, but I see the other track list. I'm like, oh, there's the Kevin Duckworth song. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> the bizarre thing is that there was some beat. I think on this album that was called Duckworth when we got it. <laughs> was it? Do you remember what it was, Alusin? No, I'm I'm trying to. Th- I don't remember that. I don't remember that. There was definitely something on this album. The producer had called it Duckworth. It was small pro. When we got it, it and that already made me be like, ah. That might have been small pro. That's a definitely small pro tell. That's a small. Pro. No, it was something that made the album. Like, yeah. Mm. Okay. It made this album or paraffin. I, I I definitely know there was a there's a beat called Duck. I'm gonna go find it right now. Actually, go pro. ahead, continue yeah. on. I guarantee it's small pro. I'll put it. Good money on it. Alaska, did you have yeah. any? Um, you wanted to pitch the boys. I, I just wanted to know what every golem wonders if they were the first means. I have my theories, but I just wonder. Um, you got to say the line. So before, I guess. Say the line before um Woods uh, about the rebate. People don't know that part. Uh, what it, uh, tumble out the ether, my blank verse, while jungle out the speaker, rare earth. Every golem wonder, every reverie wonder, will the golem work? Every golem wonder if they was the first. Lurch. Tumble out the ether, my blank verse, while jungle out the speaker, rare earth. Every rabbit wonder will this golem work? Every golem wonder if they was the first. Lurch, curse, shots was close together like the gun burst. Optimistic as a prostitute's wish list. The kids are all right, what he told the missus. Baby in the reeds, keep her from the gypsies. If she never has a seed, they gon' be suspicious. Rumors, wishes, man blow, purse, lip, rape, kisses. Turn and spit, note the sun distance. Won't be long now if they come and come get it. If you come and come get it. Eve had a sister who knows what he did with her. Big picture, frame was five figures, soul suspended in silver. Invoice A Victor, A nigga. I was given this world, I didn't make it. This a crazy place. Baby face with the shine of the magic charm bracelet. Patient, upstate bus station. Baby fat, but his babies, the wolves take it. I guess my thought was um, about creation. Okay. Especially part of it is like the line before is like rare earth. And like the, the Rebbe makes the golem from mud, right? Yes. Or clay. Clay. Um, and so I was thinking about, um, that was one of the first songs. That's an early song that we did. So the theme of the album, or none of that had been laid out yet. But um, I just had this thing in my mind where I was like, tumble out the ether of my blank first. That was the main thing that I was thinking about. And then I just built off of that. Um, and when it got to the, when it got to that part, I'm thinking that like in the act of creation, doubt would seep in. It, it always does. I mean, you guys are artists. Yeah. Some type of doubt has got to seep in. Is, is this thing going to work? And then I was thinking secondarily, any 
anything that's created, anything that life is in it, and you must wonder, what is this all about? You know what I mean? Like we do, or everybody. Like, am I the first? Am I? You know, and such a such a strange creature. So I thought, I guess to me that was what it was about was um, doubt, faith, um, uh, uh, the tying together of the, uh, 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 you know, like the creator and his creation, Frankenstein and his monster. Um, and also wondering like, where do I come from and what is it? What is my purpose? Nice. nice. And so it's like, and then that, and then that leads into the lurch cursed. Excuse me. Nope. No, that's, that's, that's great. Um, got it. Um, your verse on, um, War stories is is that Ooh. help me if I'm not it's a great so, one. Oh, party you go to to calm down after getting shot at? Is that did, say it again? Is that like something you went to to calm down after getting shot at? Or how <laughs> wrong? But you you keep cutting out. Oh, I said um, <clears throat> I said your, your stories for war stories. Your verse is that you going to somewhere to calm down after a gun was pulled on you or shots rang out. Or something uh, yeah yeah that that definitely happened that definitely happened and what was that that was um, uh so so you guys win duckworth is um dead all told you spells for fucking well, fester. i know him inside yep. out, little bitch i know him i know him. you called it that was that was small pro dead all paraffin right um, no, got him. But I remember seeing it and being like, Duckworth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Never Duckworth. forgive that, dude. Duckworth. No, but, okay. but an interrupt. No, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, that verse just recalling, like, uh, maybe, like, a more reckless uh, era in my life. Um, and it's, like, rolling with cats who, who were definitely holding heat and almost occurrences going down, you know, everything leading up to the, to the thing or the thing happening and no one getting hurt or ending up and being in places where, you know, it can really go down and it went down. Like, you know, I really was there. So I got stabbed in the fish house. The feathers, down feathers were absolutely floating across the, uh, the ceiling. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out here chatting like my Mac gently weeps. Who about that action? Running back, black, that beef from 03. Streets and tires hold iron like a second member. These new bodies full of wires. I've been on cusp, I can remember. The dust be the evil, static you touch. Let me pack you niggas up. Fucking trace mag models, backseat of Ben's truck. Nuts, farm place and trust clutch. You could barely inch up the trip to sensor. Fake 20s out the university printer. Silver bubbles and super Tims. We called it getting fresh, not fashion. West Side Highway mashing, dumbing out. Almost pulled out on Mother Gaston. Traffic, memories, random access. Friday night, niggas in the fish house, packed tight and sweaty. Fog windows and glasses. Ice cup, thug passion. Whiting on wheat, real nigga fiddles. Fried crisp, but still soft in the middle. Don't get poked. Down feathers float to the kitchen. Back to the wall, open our sight, swivel. Nest the rats, you bought a numerous with you. I have a rat. I have a question. I have a question. So, um, when we were here, 
so there was a period during doing recording this album where uh Quelle would drop by occasionally pre quarantine or whatever. And for the record, this guy like walks around the city and just like Brooklyn and just writes his rhymes in his phone like Walt Whitman. Not a lie. Wow. He would just be like, I'm walking around working on rhymes. Can I drop by and realize I'm near your house? Mm. I'd be like, what is going on? Literally like Walt Whitman just wandering the streets, penning rhymes or whatever. Um, great guy. Shout out to Quelle Crest. And he came over and I remember at some point we were close to the end. I don't think we'd done, he hadn't recorded his song yet. And I played him, um, I played him your verse on parables or like maybe the whole thing. I can't remember. Um, I think that's when he also told me he was sitting on a fire ass Earl verse, which certainly turned out to be true. And, um, and he was like, Oh, one of the best, line, like that verse, your verse on parables lucid is one of the, your best verses on the album. In my opinion, one of the best verses ever. I really love that. Of course, we all set you up with your own little part to the beat and fielded sings you in, you know, whereas you I just get the Ramsey's. regular work. Ramsey, sorry. Yeah. Oh, Ramsey, I mean, yeah, Ramsey's the second. Long, man. This shit was too long. Yeah, no, no, you got you got set up with your own part, but that also was I knew that you would deliver and Navy Blue I mean, and I Brother came beat, through man. the Peter Grace. I had the beats. I, I was like, I know this will work. Just let me do it. Go play the circuitry out the mud. I couldn't fit OJ's glove. The short birth before the flood. Tasting my own blood. The arc was a DNA bank of fauna. A circle of craft floating atop the water. Heaven's horn bellowed Wayne Shorter. No, it didn't bear a single daughter. All the borders were liquid. World passport at the mouth of the river, bathing in whole milk, linen and silk. Mouthful of salt and silt washing over. Dying sons of a thousand Octobers. Closer, the father landed at the highest peak. Dead sea cliff divers saluting east. Don't let the rocks cry out first on God. Teeth and tongue on mountain face, lips and everything. Talking about showing love. Funny how significance makes a difference. Yeah, I would say. Um, although initially you wanted that rhyme on that. You wanted that to be like an interlude, and then I was like, we're going to use it here. Anyway, the main point is once you did, yeah, because you were like, no rhyme, and it's just going to be an interlude. And I was like, you're crazy. You're going to destroy this if you rap on it. And then I was like, well, put the switch there. And so once you rhymed on it, um, um, uh, <sighs> The thing, um, I remember we listened to it, and when there's that rhyme where it's like, uh, 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 niggas never saw it coming, um, living oh, wild. Yeah. Tell yeah, me the yeah. line. My uncle on the A testimony. Rhyme. I mean, you talk about yeah, different lines me. from the same thing, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. talking about my uncle on the 40 run when he had a sawed off shotgun under his long leather jacket. Yeah, and then you had another one to act crazier yeah. than everybody else in the Red Hook in the '80s, which was fucking wild. He, you know, yeah, he just went. And after that, where he said, "A testimony ain't nothing but living wild," but a tell me the line, ain't sir. Nothing but living wild and living to tell the story. Yeah, living wild and living to tell the story. Ooh. 1990. Yeah. Now, my yeah, uncle wrote yeah, a 40 now. run. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember Quelle was like, made a face. And I was like, that test, uh, I want you to explain the line before, not about your uncle, but 
you know, I know what it means, but I, I just thought that that's one of the, that's one of the, the best parts. And somebody mm-hmm. also who isn't raised in the church may not fully understand that. Right, 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 right. Um, then well, how, how does that Like, what's up? a testimony? A testimony is a, like a story that you tell about your life, a victory that you've earned in your life. What, what's, you know, tell me about that stripe. Tell me about that scar. Tell me the story of that scar, you know? That's the testimony. You came out victorious on the other side, whatever it was. That's the testimony. Um, I'm trying. I'm still trying to remember the ball. I'm a little scatterbrained right now. But yeah. I think, but yo, let's um, let's take a quick break. Yeah. Um, we have commercials to run. You know, bills to pay, and then we'll be right back. Call out culture, Arm and Hammer. This, these are jewels. Y'all don't even understand the jewels. Like we just sitting back. The host is yeah. you know, he's work. I need to get more alcohol. I'll be right back. Yo, I got. Uh, <laughs> what, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? Power, Powers whiskey. Yo, it's still a rocker. New EP out now. Row House Whispers. Me and Ray West. Bronx's finest. We got seven joints, including a remix from our good friend Shane Great. It's available now. Name your price at Red Apples 45, the number 45.bandcamp.com. Limited CDs coming soon. Should be on all streaming platforms. Any doggone minute. Check it out. Row House Whispers. Silla Rock. Ray West. Available now. Back to the show. She blah, blah, blah. She one and only Castro on the run eating. So that'd be like core if I change my name. Anyway, you don't understand what that means. Um, we still here with Arvin Hammer um, going over this wonderful new record, Shrine. Let me ask you a question. Do you have a favorite song right now? Yes. My f- Tell me. Okay, my favorite song on the project right now is, because of my heritage, King Tuppy. Okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that I could play it over and over and over and over again. Okay. This week, this week, Slewfoot was hitting very hard for me. Slewfoot for me, yeah. Yeah. King Tubby King was mine for a little while, for a couple of weeks. I mean, we did, how long have we been sitting on this record, man? Three months? Four months? Uh, wow. I listen yeah. to it a lot. I know that I've, had, I've had a lot of favorites. I've had a lot of favorites. But this week in particular, Slewfoot was it for me. Um, Alaska, what's your favorite record thus far? Um, it's either Parables or, um, what's the one, the one with, uh, Chris, um, Frida. Frida. Yeah. Frida. Yep. Okay. Word up. I'm lying. But, I can't do it. My favorite song is Palmer Horse. I play it over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the background vocals to the hook. Oh, but I will tell y'all this. I didn't, um, until I had it in my headphones, I didn't know that Charms, because I was there for the session, y'all. But I didn't know when I was listening to it, the charms y'all kept um, um, Kia singing in the left channel, right? While yeah. the sample was going. Yeah, so that, that was great. Uh, Zilla, what's your favorite? I mean, song? that's really green. That's, that's over my pay grade. I don't know. I just show up and then do my little part. I don't know. But um, yeah, I'm, I, 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 and I would like to, before we sign off, I'd like to say, I, first of all, Castro was at my house when I was writing charms. Um, and, uh, and I remember he helped me finish the verse. Um, and then I spit the whole thing for him. And so like, what, what do you think? And he was like, it's pretty cool. And in my mind, I was like, this is fire right there. This is fire. And then I went and, re- and I remember going to record it. And then I was like, yo, that is actually great. 
because Elucid had picked the beat, and then I was like, this beat is great. Once I actually listened to it, I, I know the producer, child actor, the producers. Um, it's, it's a couple, um, a husband and wife, and I know them. They sent me the beats, and then I, I sent them to Elucid, and he picked that one, which I maybe wouldn't have picked. And then once I, he picked it, I was like, of course, this is genius. Started writing. So I wrote my verse, and Castro was at my house and was like, help me finish the verse. Um, you know, we just discussed it and I spit the whole thing for him. And then I remember we went to record it and I went and recorded it. Cause Castro, you were there for the session, not for me recording my verse. You were there for when Kia came to do it. Yeah. yeah. For the final session. Yeah. You were there at the end, the session that I wrote about, like when we locked everything up. And so, um, speaking of which, you also did an incredible verse with the Kai that, is not on this album, but we are going to use. Yeah. And um, so anyway, documented. I, when I when I went there and and recorded it, I remember being like, I can't because Elusa was like, I'm not even sure I have anything yet. Just record your joint. I went and recorded it and came out, and I was like, that's great. And I remember honestly, I was surprised that then you were like, no, I think I have it now, and went and recorded it, and it was just perfect. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, is that the only verse on this that you finished writing in the studio? Me? Yeah. Yeah, did you, because did you have I it finished or you the, finished I, writing I, I never, it? I never come to the studio unprepared, dogs. <laughs> no, not that you were unprepared, but when I went into the booth, you seemed yeah. to be like, I'm not sure I have my verse yet. Oh, yeah, I was. And then when I sure came like, out. You were like, I think I got it. And it seemed like you were writing, which is very rare for you. Yeah, I think I was probably like unsure of the delivery of such an unorthodox kind of a beat. And it's just like, I feel like I was rehearsing it in my head in one way. And okay. then I got into the booth and heard it in the head. I was just like, this is a little different. And I had to sync it up a little. But yeah, I was, I was, I was mostly prepared, mostly. Oh, okay. Well, I gotta give I gotta give Castro some props because he yeah. he, uh, he definitely helped me finish up that verse. Zilla. And then did the pommel horse, and then did the pommel horse chorus, and I knew off the top I was like, I, yo, I love that shit. There we go. I love that shit. My my yo my my shit is uh, leopards and flavor flavor. Those are the ones. Oh, yeah, leopards. Yo, Woods, I got a question <laughs> about leopards for you because. Are you asking me a question? Yeah, yeah, I got a question for you about it. It, 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 it has some imagery that reminds me of my neighborhood um, about the uh, the unscrewed plates left parked up at Ditmas. Oh. Uh, I walk around the cemetery over there a lot because I live over there. Are you talking about like Ditmas? You live in Ditmas? I live in Kensington. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm around there occasionally. Yeah, yep. so it just that like Coney Island Avenue. I went to Tell You Road. Coney Island Avenue. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Tell You Road. Cool. And, it just and... it just hit me because I always you know pass the cars up there covered in dust with the plates missing. And when when I heard yeah, that, that's a that's a funny area. Yeah, I heard mine. There's a lot of like piss bottles from the truckers that park over there too, <laughs> next yeah. to the cemetery. Zilla, this is some deep Brooklyn shit, dog. You don't know nothing about it, dog. I'm just drinking my whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I have a good friend over there. Do you know a bar called Sycamore? Yeah, yeah, I know Sycamore. Yeah, she lives, uh, uh, incredible artist. She lives right, um, 
She lives right near Sycamore, like Coney Island Avenue and whatever that street is. And okay. I know some other people who live or, who live in that in that general area. The okay. crazy I'm, like part, I'm on the other side of the um, Gowanus, the Gowanus Parkway. Okay. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can walk to your house. I would have to cross the tracks first. But I can walk to your house with my career. Yeah, Leopards is a favorite. And another one where the um, that producer we never worked with before, but he reached out to me through Kenny Siegel. And, um, yeah, that beat was real special. Another one, like, it was sent to me. He sent me a bunch of beats, and then I sent them to Lucid. Like, what do you like? He picked that one, and I was like, yeah, it's a no-brainer. What producer are we talking about? Who's that? that? Albert Einstein. Scott Albert Einstein, yeah, yeah. Somebody, Kenny, he knows Kenny, and, like, all of those beats are, like, I think he just played those instruments, and... Yeah. No samples or anything, but it, it, it's bugged out there hard. There were a bunch of... He, he sent me a whole folder full of beats, um, kind of being like, I'm in the... Would you be interested in doing a project? And I was like, well, I'm in the middle of this thing, and I, I have a hard time doing two things at once sometimes. And I was like, I'm doing this thing, but I, it, it's good if you want. I know they won't suck, you know what I mean? And he was like, I think a little reluctantly, but was like, all right, cool. If you guys want one beat, you can take one beat. And um, and then I think once we actually laced and he saw it coming together, he was he was, he was was happy. Also, Elusive, you got the vinyl today? Oh, it's fucking gorgeous. I, I do. Yeah, they not, look not, so good. Yeah. They look so good, man. And I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't see the actual vinyl, but I saw the picture you, um, you put up. Though, that, that, it looks mm-hmm. good. Backwards. Yeah, it looks play. real clean. We don't play. Backwards don't play with the designs. All right. Yeah, I, I, I'm very thankful. Thank you guys very much for having us. Yeah, yeah. thank you for joining thank us. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. y'all for doing- All right. Gutter Woods, y'all be good. The record's about to sell out, so get y'all copies. Congrats, guys. For real. Modern day classic. Yeah. Every day. That's all we do. It might be sold out already, but thank you. It's sold out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anyway, thank you guys. Really appreciate it. Talk songs.